This is the Supernaturally Paid Podcast, where all faith-based entrepreneurs come to get everything that they need about how to thrive in business, how to not worry about money, and how to trust God more than they trust their bank account. I am your host, Raven Hopehead. Let's get into the episode. Hello, 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 you guys. Welcome back to the God Pays Me virtual summit. Y'all know, like, I have been excited about all of my guests. But when I tell y'all this next guest, I feel like now I'm in a place where I can say we go back so hard. (laughs) It's been so long now. And I've, like, been on your podcast so many times. And, of course, your team has, like, really just done everything to get my podcast, like, up and running and just get it to the place that it is as far as like the listeners and all of that stuff. So I just know that this conversation is just going to flow. I'm just so excited about what God is going to lead us to share. So let me just tell y'all, I know that like probably 90% of y'all listening to this know exactly who this next guest is, but I'm still going to give her an introduction. So I have my girl Tatum here. Tatum is the host of the Blessed and Bust Up podcast. So let me tell y'all, this is not just any podcast. Literally <laughs> millions on millions on millions of listeners. And it's just such a blessing to me to have you here, especially for a topic like this, the God Pays Me Virtual Summit, because I've seen your story really from the very beginning. And I remember mm-hmm. when you first started your podcast, And it was at a time where podcasting really wasn't popular, especially not in our community, not, you know, Mm -hmm. in the black community, not in the Christian community. It just really wasn't a thing. So doing something one way when everybody else is doing something another way, but still trusting that God is going to pay you, still trusting that God is going to cover everything, still trusting that God is going to provide everything. I mean, it's just an amazing testimony, like to go into that. So we're going to definitely talk about that um, at some point in this interview. But I'm also really looking forward to just giving these entrepreneurs some advice, because I feel like it doesn't matter what you turn on right now. You can turn on CNN. You can turn on, you know, you can put open up your social media app. You're going to see something about somebody trying to force fear on you. Fear that it's a recession, fear that, you know, this is going on and we, the housing market and the car market, I mean, everything is just speaking fear. But we're in this place as Christians all the time where we got to trust the word of God. We have to trust the promises of God. We have to trust the covenant of God. So just giving people advice who have struggled, who have struggled with surrendering their finances to God is definitely something else that we're going to get into as well. So I'm going to hand the mic over. Tatum, if you could just tell them a little bit about yourself, because I only mentioned the podcast, y'all, but it's a ton of other stuff. So if you could just tell them a little bit about yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Well, first, Raymond, thank you so much for having me on this platform. I mean, it's always a good time to talk to people about God and to talk to people about business. So I am honored to be here and I appreciate, you know, you sharing your platform with me and just like I share my platform with you. So I definitely appreciate you. Uh, So tell you guys a little bit about me. Like she said, my name is Tatum. I am the host of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast, CEO of Anchored Media, and also the CEO of Anchored Media Studios. 
And I got started in entrepreneurship back in 2015. I was fresh out of undergrad. I had about four jobs in one year. And I was like, girl, you're the problem. Because I would get into the job, get bored very quickly, and then find another one. And so I did that like back to back and was like, all right, I don't think it's the job. I think it's me. And so I stopped looking for the American dream and really tried to look for purpose and what I was called to do. And so I had to debunk that whole, you know, get your education, get you a good paying job, especially in the D.C. area, get you yes. a good government job, yep. you retire, you'd be living well. That's what everybody wants you to do. And so once I realized just the, the cubicle in a sense of it being physically constricting was also just felt like my purpose and what God called me to do was being constricted by this small little space. And so at the time, I was also just really building my relationship with God for myself. You know, I grew up in a Christian family, so everybody was Christian, but not really living a righteous lifestyle. You know, we go to church on Sundays. We still in these streets Monday through Saturday. And so that's what I grew up around. And, you know, I had a praying grandmother like most of us do. And I got to a place where I was like, OK, I really want to figure out who I am and who God called me to be and what 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 am I here on this earth to do? And so as I, I did that journey, it led to me going to church, reading the Bible for myself. And just really figuring out again who God called me to be. And even with that, just thinking about entrepreneurship and how can I do something outside of what I was always taught to do. And where that led me at first was to create um, a youth program. And so I, I was very, very passionate about helping women and teen girls. And so even in college, I had a blog where I was writing just motivational letters to my younger self and just different things to help empower women. And so when I, I uh, started my youth program, I really wanted to be to teen girls who I needed when I was growing up. And I'm like, OK, I'm passionate about this. So this is where I'm going to start. And that's what I did. I, I weighed my options of if I wanted it to be a for profit versus a nonprofit. After doing my due diligence, I realized that I wanted it to be a for profit business. I didn't like the nonprofit route for what I was trying to do because nonprofits are governed by the community in a sense. And I wanted something where I could have a bit more control and a bit more say so. So I went the for profit route. Um, and I started my youth program. We did really well, really quickly. We were after school program for a couple of years uh, in the same school. Our data was looking good where we were improving the behavior of the girls. Um, their attendance rates were increasing in schools. I, would, I spoke at uh, CBC weekend, which is the Congressional Black Caucus weekend in DC, which is huge for black politics. So I was able to really like be in big spaces very quickly. And so, and even that's when I reached out to you, Raven, because I was like, okay, I want to do something like this full time. I was really enjoying it. And I didn't want to do the nine to five anymore, but I, I didn't have the tools to really figure out how can I do this? And I grew up around entrepreneurship. My mom was high up in a network marketing company. So I was able to see the freedom of entrepreneurship. But again, I didn't know how to build a foundation that was sustainable. And so that's when I came to you and you taught me a lot about the foundations of business. And so I think about a year later is when I left my job to start mm -hmm. doing things full time. And I ended up changing the business because like I said, on, on the back end, I was growing in my relationship with God. On the back end, I was growing in my relationship with God. And so as that was getting deeper, he began to really guide my steps. And so one of the first things he told me to do was shut down everything that I was doing. And so actually, let me backtrack. 
I actually pivoted from the youth program first because as I got into it, what I realized was I liked the work, but I didn't like the business. And I think a huge misconception that people have, they get so passionate about being a subject matter expert, but there's still another role as the executive in your business that you need to master. You have to know the business of business in addition to whatever it is your subject matter is or whatever subject matter you're an expert of. And so when it came to the business of doing that, I didn't like it. I didn't like the pay terms. I don't want to get paid on a net 90. I want to get paid first. So I didn't like that. I didn't like the the pitching and trying to convince schools that they needed this type of program. I didn't mind selling them on my program, but selling them that they needed something, period, it was just annoying to me because it was just, (laughs) I just did not like it at all. So I'm like, okay, this this ain't gonna be it. I'm I'm gonna have I wanna keep giving back, but I have to find another vehicle to be the business. And so I, I pivoted for a second and I was like, okay, the first step is I wanna build a brand online. So how am I gonna do that? And at the time, blogging was still super popular and I enjoyed it. I just would rather speak than write. Writing, it just takes too long. You gotta edit it and go through all of these different things. But speaking came naturally to me. And so I'm like, mm. I want to do something where I can speak. So I looked at like YouTube because YouTube was getting really popular at the time. I didn't want to be on camera. So I'm like, that's not going to work. Then I was looking at like social media was really like that girl at that time and Mm -hmm. Instagram specifically. I'm like, yeah, no, I don't want to do that either. Because at that time it was really like you have to present a a persona. Like now you can come to social media with no makeup on real like, in your home <laughs> chill. back then that's when the girls were taking pictures in front of cars that wasn't theirs yep. homes that wasn't there it was very much so- Airbnbs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly and I was like I am not doing that there's no way so I was like that's not going to work either and so podcasting presented itself because it was something I like to do I, I was getting really into listening to podcasts and a lot of my friends and people I knew, they were like, well, what's that? Like this little purple app just kind of popped up on our phone. We don't really know what this is. And so I was like, uh-oh, this is an opportunity here because it meets all my criteria where I could show up authentically. I don't have to be on camera. I could use my gift of speaking. And it's a place where my target audience is going to. So I can get in here before it gets too noisy and really mm-hmm. legitimize myself. So I thought podcasting was a perfect opportunity. And so that's what I did. And then from there, I was like, okay, now what's the business going to be? Now I got my vehicle, my marketing tool, but what's the business going to be? And one thing I've always been really good at is building brands. And it worked well in my youth program because within the first year, we were like out there, you know, doing really, really well. And I've always helped other people build their brands, even with the podcast in and of itself. Within the first uh, six months, we were doing very well. And so I'm like, okay, this is what I want to do. I want to help people build their brands. And so I started... Uh, a business and a coaching program around that. And then that's when, because again, I'm building my relationship with God on the back end. And he was like, yeah, no, shut that down. And so at that time, I was already full time, (laughs) getting ready to launch a program. And he's like, no, 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 shut it down. And actually, I was already doing the work a little bit. And it was, I'm trying to think, It was actually a few months of me doing the program and I was starting to make money and I was starting to get the clientele. So he told me to, first he told me to do the podcast by myself. 
and I'm, I'm going to try to condense it as much as possible. But the first thing he told me to do was do the podcast by myself. And at the time I had a co-host, whole different premise of the show. It wasn't blessed and bossed up. So he told me to do that. I procrastinated on saying yes, because I wasn't trying to <laughs> stop doing it the way that we were doing it. And then um, at the time, my business was starting to pick up. So at first it was like slow, but then we started to pick up. I was getting clients. I was making money. I was doing well. And then he told me to also shut the business down. So I'm in this place where everything that I had built was doing well and was on the up and up. But then here comes God telling me, no, 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 dismantle everything, shut down the business and then redo the podcast. And so from there, I mean, I did it eventually. I was obedient at some point, but then from there, so much has happened. So I don't, I don't even want to get too far into the story so we can kind of stop there. But from there, that's led to Anchor Media now, Anchor Media Studios and all of these amazing things. But that period where God told me to shut my business down and told me to change the podcast over was really like the catalyst to everything that I'm doing today and the lifestyle that I had to live in order to have everything I have now. So we going to dissect that a little bit because I know you <laughs> gave it to them, but I feel like you ain't really give it to them because I want to make sure that they don't miss out on these gems. I want y'all to take away one of the biggest lessons in Tatum's journey, and I believe that it's obedience. Walking okay. away from what the typical situation looked like, walking away from what you feel comfortable doing, having to step away from a cohort host and step away from a whole premise of, you know, a show that you built up to go and do what God says to do. Like, it's not always easy. And I just want to make sure that they don't miss that because I think that there's a misconception, especially when it comes to entrepreneurship as a Christian that, oh, if I just follow God, everything is going to be easy. And it's like, yeah. no, everything is going to work out, obviously. Um, but everything going to be easy. Uh-uh. That's not how that works. So I want to make sure that they don't miss mm -hmm. out on the fact that obedience is it's not always easy. And, you know, I've opened up several times, even throughout this virtual summit and share with them about God telling me to walk away from my business in 2019 that was really highly serving me financially. And, you know, it didn't make any sense to anybody. Why would you walk away from this? You built up this brand with this, you know, what are, what are you doing? Like what's happening? And I, I want to talk about this real quick because Tatum is a huge part of this. And this is why like God is so good with the people that he'll bring into your life because You'll think that they're coming into your life because, oh, I'm going to pour into them. I'm going to help their business. I'm going to do this. And you don't even realize how God is going to like spend the block with this, these same people. And they're going to be helping you with your business. So I had already told y'all that Tatum and her team at Anchor Media, they're like the vision behind like just getting everything in place with the Supernaturally Paid podcast. But what I didn't tell you guys is where Supernaturally Paid actually came from. So back in 2019, Tatum reaches out to me and says, hey, I'm doing this Supernatural series on the podcast and I want you to talk about like being supernaturally paid and passive income. And I'm like, "Ooh, that's kind of dope. Like, OK, like, I don't know what I'm going to say, but, you know, I'm going to be there. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to be there and, you know, we're going to just I'm going to pray my way through this as far as like what God is expecting me to say. And I didn't know what to say, because at the time. Even though I had gotten obedient to God as far as like listening to him tell me to shut down my coaching business and start setting up these different 
various passive income streams, I was making money, but I wasn't making just yet what I had made in my coaching business. So I was here. I was talking about being supernaturally paid, but I didn't feel, you know, like I was like, hey, right. So I remember I did the interview. It went really, really well. I got a lot of feedback after that. A lot of people reaching out to me and things like that to sign up for another program that I had started at the time. But God told me after that podcast interview, he said, I want you to go forward with this. I want you to move forward with this supernaturally paid brand. I want you to actually do something around this. But still, I was like, what, what is this, though? Like, mm -hmm. what does it, I had to really dissect, like, what does it mean to be supernaturally paid? And God said, it means that it's time for you to live everything that you've got on stages and you've taught people, everything that you've said to people about trusting me more than their bank account, everything that you've said to people about walking away from opportunities that no longer serve them. It's time for you to do this. And when I tell y'all, like, I mean, if I sat here and broke down with the last, like, three and a half years has looked like for me income wise, it, it would not even be believable. Like y'all would be asking me to see all type of receipts because if you could just see how God has brought this on from things that I never knew that I would be stepping in. It's like how he's turned one business into this business, then that business into this business. And I want to highlight that because that's the same way that Tatum's journey has gone. You started this podcast. And when you started you didn't know Anchor Media would be a thing. You started mm -hmm. Anchor Media and then now that's turned into Anchor Media Studios. Like you've started your own podcast and built that up. And now that's turned into being the machine behind all these other successful podcasts in the Christian space. So I want to ask you a little bit about just burnout, because I think that that's another big thing. Like we have this whole like thing going around social media about like a soft life, right? Like everybody, <laughs> like, oh, you know, I'm living my soft life and, you know, I'm not really working hard and, you know, I'm not really doing this, but I want to talk about it because there's also like seasons. Like I know right now I'm in a season where God is like, this is not your season to rest. This is not mm -hmm. your season to sit back. This is your season of execution. This is your season of doing everything that I told you to do. Even with this conference, like God gave it to me and was like, yeah, reach out to them tomorrow. I'm looking at my calendar like, but how? What? Like, mm -hmm. when are these interviews? It's like, it doesn't make any sense. But God is like, no, when I say go, you need to go. So can you talk about that a little bit? Like just executing, even when you're in a season where you're like, God, you sure this ain't supposed to be, you know, the rest season? Like, are we really supposed to do this? Mm -hmm. So <laughs> it's so funny because when I talk about when God told me to shut the business down, that took me into a year and a half of like not having a business. Essentially, I had a podcast. I put out a couple products in between there, but I didn't have a business. But that that uh, that time period, it was very stressful for me because here I am now the most obedient I've ever been, living the holiest I've ever lived and feeling the most behind, unproductive and unsuccessful I've ever felt in my life. And, but that year and a half period was a training period. And it taught me how to 100% rely on God. It taught me the importance of fasting because for that period, I fasted for like a week, a day, one day a week for a year. So God, 
first he told me to fast one day and I did. And that was my first time fasting. And he said, okay, I want you to do this every week for a year. And so I did. So that period, it taught me fasting. It taught me how to get into my word for myself. It taught me how to trust God. It taught me how to seek God daily. It built up the lifestyle that was necessary because when he says go, like you said, you got to be able to go. You don't have time to go and spend four hours in your prayer closet when it's a deal on the line. You have to be able to make a decision and then a God-based decision right then and there. You can't be struggling in your head. Is this God? Is this not? That stuff got to be taken care of first. And I tell people all the time, if you don't know how to hear from God, forget the business. Put it down. You Don't, don't be out here messing up people worse because you're going out here doing your own thing and asking God to bless it. So for that year and a half, he really just trained me on what, how I would need to live in order to sustain the levels that he had for me, for me. And so from there, once he, and then at that, during that time, maybe at the end, during that time, it was so much, like he told me to go on tour and handle money to go on tour. He told me to start Anchor Media and we told me to start Anchor Media. He was like, go like right now. So within, we did two events that year for Anchor Media that both sold out within like a couple of hours. And then from there, things have just been on a pace that is that I sometimes I feel like I, I lose my grip. But God always reminds me that even when you feel like you don't have a grip on it, I have a grip on it. And so that's OK. And so for for everybody listening, there's a there's always a pace. And the pace is contingent upon the season that God has you in. But you have to have that relationship with him so for you to be able to understand what season you're in and how you need to operate in that season. So there will be a season of rest. So when I was having my son, that was a season where I needed to rest because I'm growing life, getting adjusted to motherhood. That was a season I needed to rest. But then as soon as that season was over, it was go mode. We started hiring um, rapidly during that time. So putting full-time team members on the team and doing all of these different things to sustain the next level of glory. The Bible says that we go from glory to glory. And so in my opinion, just the, from the patterns that I see in the word, there's always a period where God will pull you closer to him to train you before you enter into that next level of glory. And if you're not paying attention and spending consistent time with him and being in your word and really being submitted to him, you'll miss it. And so even recently, like earlier in the summer, God pulled me up and was like, hey, I need you to not work until noon every day. And I need you to spend that whole morning with me. And now this wasn't a time for me to sleep in because I'm up regardless. And I, I usually start my day at like five. I'm an early bird. I don't, I can't even sleep past nine if I try. <laughs> like I'm just an early morning person. And so he was like, when you wake up, I need that whole morning until noon. And I wasn't understanding because things in my business were going really well. I'm like, God, I don't think that, like, I don't know how this is going to work. Am I hearing you correct? Because, um, huh? what's what's going on because I I have my set boundaries for my family life so God I don't work past 4 30 so you mean from 12 to 4 30 I'm supposed to do all of this I'm confused and but I'm like nevertheless let's see your will let's see what you talk about but during that time period he was just showing me new things fine-tuning my spiritual gifts just teaching me and training me again and so now I was released. That took maybe like three months. I was released to go back out again. And as he was like, okay, now you can start working earlier. 
we had our first, it was a company I pitched last year in 2021 to do a corporate podcast. And they wanted like us to just handle like some basic social media um, and things like that. I pitched them in 2021. So as soon as I get released out of this season, they call and like, hey, we're ready. <laughs> what? <laughs> hey, yeah, 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 we ready. Let's just go through the pitch one more time just to refresh our memory, but we ready to sign on. I'm like, okay, that was on like a Tuesday. Pitched them again on Thursday. The the pot, the uh, invoice was paid and the contract was signed by Friday. So this oh is God. like a twenty five thousand plus contract out of nowhere. Then mm. somebody else comes. Hey, you guys, it's Raven here. If you are an entrepreneur and you want to have God, I'm talking about fully engulfed in your business, you absolutely need the Supernaturally Paid course. This course is going to let you in on strategies that God gave me to get my income passively to a point that I never thought that it could go. We're talking about all of the ins and outs of marketing. We're talking about sales. We're talking about building generational wealth. We're talking about how to get into a place where you know how to have money talks with God. We are completely going in to how you can become supernaturally paid in your business. So make sure that you do not miss out on an opportunity to sign up for this course. We have a special discount code for listeners of the Supernaturally Paid podcast. So make sure you look in the notes section and grab that discount code. And reaches out and was like, hey, there's this government contract opportunity for a podcast. I'm like, the government do podcasts? So then they're like, yeah, so can you send us like your capability statement and all of these things? And I'm like, okay. So I send them all of this stuff. So now we're in a running for a government contract. Anchor Media Studios comes out of nowhere. There was It was nowhere on my schedule this year or my plan to buy a property. But it came up out of nowhere and everything just lined up the way that it was supposed to line up. And now we closed in May. So during that whole summer, God had me in this period. So now in October, the tenants, we had tenants in there. So we didn't have to go in and do anything with the business yet. The tenants moved out last Friday. So now mm -hmm. renovations start today. So now mm -hmm. something else put on the plate, all blessings. But it was in that training period of God saying, no, this is how I need you to operate. I need you to get off of social media and just leave, just schedule it out. Let your team do it because, you know, we have people who will do it. Let your team do it. Get off of it. But this is the pace. This is the day to day way that we have to move about things. So that training period that I, I spent with him over that three months prepared me for where the pace in which things are going right now. And so it there are seasons where you might be able to rest and there's seasons when it's go time. It's for his will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. There are souls that need to be saved. There are things that need to be done. The wealth of the wicked is stored up for the righteous. That's what the word of God says. So in order for us to receive the inheritance that's already ours, we need to be in tune with what season we're in, the instructions, the specific instruction, and then making sure that we're obedient to that. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Mm, mm. I don't know about y'all, but 
my praise and worship music is getting ready to be turned <laughs> on, honey, because that was a whole entire word. I need to let y'all know, like, God did not just make way for her to purchase this building. He's made way for renovations. He mm -hmm. made way for when she first got there for tenants to be there. Like, I need y'all to catch all this because a lot of times when God tells you to do something that's bigger than your bank account, it's easy to feel like, but God, what about this? But God, what about that? But God, what about? No, God is in all of the details. He knows what you're going to need next month. Do y'all think it's a coincidence that as soon as she finished up being obedient with not working before 12, that that 25,000 plus contract said, hey, here you go. Hello, we're still mm -hmm. here. It's like, that's how God works. So don't miss out on those opportunities when God is telling you that it's a season of rest. Or when he's telling you that it's a season of fasting or when he's telling you that it's a season of saying no to certain opportunities because he wants more of you in that time. Like when God is about to do a big thing in my life, it's always been after I've been just so stretched. You know, it's so interesting hearing you talk about being in a season of rest when it comes to like being pregnant, because I feel like and we were like. I think our pregnancies, yeah, our pregnancies overlapped a little bit because I know mm -hmm. your son is like six months younger than Hunter. So mm -hmm. that's how I felt. Like, wait a minute, did I like fall off? Like, I don't got nothing on my calendar. Like, I don't have nothing going on, you know, what's happening. But that was a time where God was trying to show me how to establish the order, how to make sure that I'm putting my marriage first putting out family first. And I'm not just out here accepting business opportunities that's going to be detrimental to my family and then telling my husband about it later. And for me, I needed to go through that. And I needed to go through that because I had so many years of running my business without having a husband, you know, without having somebody that I had to talk to about my schedule and what was going on and, you know, that type of thing. It was just like, oh, you need me to fly so Houston this day to come and speak at this event and I'm gonna be there for three days. Okay. Oh, you need me to do this. Like, it was just so easy to say yes and not have to be considerate of that. So being in a place where this season of rest really forced me to get that, that order in my household, that was a pivotal moment in my God pays me journey because a lot of us, we want God to be paying us in our bank accounts and all of that, but we don't want to get that house stuff in order. My grandmother always said, God is not going to bless a mess. So, you know, being out here and doing what you're doing and, and chasing a bag, when you're truly in a place where you know God pays you, I feel like you don't even have to do that. You know, you don't have to do that because you find comfort in knowing like, listen, I'm being obedient. I got my tithes together. I got my tithers right. I'm giving when God tells me to. I'm resting when God tells me to rest. I'm working when God tells me to work. It's, it's some comfort in knowing that because I'm obedient to my father, I know he got me. I'm not focused on what my bank account looks like. I'm not focused on how much these renovations cost. I'm not focusing on how long it's going to take me to get this podcast together. I'm not focusing on what I'm going to say on my YouTube channel, what I'm going to post on social media, what my next launch is going to be about. It says in the word, if you would seek the kingdom, everything else would be added to you. And when I tell you it's all entrepreneurs, if you don't study no other scripture, if you would just know what that one says, that's all that you need to know as far as the foundation. Seek him and literally everything else will be added to you. So Tatum, I want to ask you, what advice would you give to somebody 
that's like struggling to trust God in this season, struggling to really surrender and hand their finances over to him? So the first thing I would say is get in the word. <laughs> God and his word are one. And when I say get in the word, I'm not talking about uh, the Bible app on your phone. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but you, in order to be a, the Bible says, don't just be a hearer of the word, and a, but a, be a doer of the word. In order to do something, you have to be able to understand it and comprehend. Otherwise, you're just going to hear it, maybe be inspired by it or motivated in some type of way, but you're not going to know how to apply that into your day-to-day -day life. And so I suggest for everybody to get a good study Bible. Uh, my favorite is the Life Application Study Bible because it, it breaks it all down. I mean, it has the text. Then it has reference scriptures that you can cross-reference. It has a dictionary in the back. The bottom, it explains everything and makes it relevant for today. It has profiles on all of the um, people in the Bible. It has geographic locations. Literally every bit of context that you need is there. So number one is for people to get into the word. Number two is to get involved in some type of community. Because especially in the beginning, you it's always good to have people who are on the same page as you. And the enemy is really successful at making people feel like they're isolated and by themselves, thinking that you're the only one that wants to trust God. You're the only one. And it's a lie. It's a facade. It's smoke and mirrors to keep you in your head and out of your word and out of prayer. So I would suggest for anybody um, to get involved with good community, community who knows the Lord community who are not glorifying themselves because these days it's yeah. a lot of people who are out here building altars for themselves. It's a lot of people who are out here that are motivational speakers disguised as pastors where they make you feel good and hoop and holler, but you have no clue how to seek God for yourself. It is sick and annoying <laughs> when you look at the things that are out here that are leaving believers uh, just unfed. You know what I mean? And just, just, ugh, I can't. Anyway, but definitely get into a good, pure community, whatever that may be, with good fruit. Like you can, the Bible says you can judge by the fruit. So get into a good community. And the, the fruit, to be clear, is not always finances. There are plenty of people who are rich and going to hell. There are plenty of people who are rich and self-righteous and have are nowhere near God. So uh, judging by the fruit, are they, what are they doing? Are they sending people back to God? Are they telling you about the word? Are they winning souls or are they just out here building altars for themselves? So get in, in community. Also practice prayer and fasting. The Bible says that some things only come through prayer and fasting. So fasting is a warfare strategy to yes. break yokes. So in fasting, if you go to Isaiah, I think it's 43, 40 something, where it talks about the correct way to fast and the incorrect way to fast, because in that particular scripture, they was just fasting for to say that they did it like, hey, God, look at us. We fasting like we, we ain't ate all day. We've been in the temple. We've been out here just performing and not really having a heart posture to truly worship God. Mm -hmm. So fasting correctly. And then mm -hmm. lastly, tithe. The Bible says, this is the only scripture in the word where he says to try me in this, test me in this is what he says, and see if I won't open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you don't have room, have to, room. to store. Mm. It says to test him. So test him. T give your 10% of the first, like the, the off the top, give him 10% and see 
the Bible says that he will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. Mm. He, he said that his word will never return back to him void. And so for me, as I was trying to learn how to trust God, I'm like, all right, this is what you said. And you said that you ain't a liar. You said that this word won't return back to you void. So let's see. And it, he ain't never anything that I've left to God and that I was obedient of his word and doing is never, ever, ever led me astray. He's always done exactly what he said that he was going to do, if not more. So those will be my four things that I will tell anybody. I just want to make sure that y'all have caught that fasting piece, because mm -hmm. to me, like, I don't even care how established you think that you are as an entrepreneur. Fasting should be something that is a part of your lifestyle. It's not mm -hmm. just like, God, I need 10,000 by tomorrow. Let me fast. Or mm -hmm. God, I need this business opportunity to come through. Let me fast. But really making sure that you're doing it because you want to humble yourself. You know, yes. I want to let God know, like, listen, I, I need you to increase in me, you know, decrease me. Just like that scripture talks about, like, it, it's critical because if we're not careful, you'll get on the stage and you'll say you did this. If mm -hmm. you're not careful, you'll get up in front of people and you'll talk about I'm self-made. If you're not careful, you will literally pervert the audience that God has given you. So you have to make sure that you're just staying in humility with him. You have mm -hmm. to make sure that you're constantly saying, God, thank you. God, I know that this is you. God, what do you want me to do? God, what is the instruction? And you also got to make sure that you get obedient with the little things. Because I want to tell y'all, like, when you are on a mission, when you are anointed by God to do a certain thing, it doesn't look like what everybody else's journey looks like. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to give y'all a prime example. When we recorded season one of the Supernaturally Paid podcast, I was so excited and I was so excited because this had been something that for so long I felt like, oh, I, I think that God wants me to do this, but I don't know if I should be doing this over here or that over there. So honestly, it was almost like it was something that I was running from for a while. And then finally, God is like, stop playing with me. Like, you better go and you better get on this podcast and you better be obedient. So I knew exactly who to call, right? I contacted Tatum and her team. They helped me as far as like coming up with like different topics and just like really the foundation of like what this needed to look like, right? So get to Baltimore to start scheduling or to start uh, recording the podcast. And so I remember just feeling like, okay, I don't know what to expect. You know, I had done a podcast episode before, but I had never like batch recorded it like that. So I'm like, oh, you know, do I need to really have all my notes planned out? Like, you know, what does this need to look like? And so God specifically said to me, like, just go and just record. And I got in my head like, but everybody has notes. Everybody like, what do you mean? Like, go and just record. Like, I need to be prepared. So I remember I wrote down these notes and I went and I did day one and it felt good, but it didn't feel like me. It didn't feel like just it flowed as much as it could have flowed. So I remember th that night I prayed and I'm like, God, okay, tomorrow, this is my last chance for season one. Like, what do I need to do? What should I do differently that I did that I didn't do the day before? So he said, it's not about what you didn't do. It's about what you did. I told you that you didn't need to plan. He said, I've anointed you for this. I need you to get in there and just talk 
so that I can speak through you. It doesn't need to be what you think it should be. It doesn't need to be you listing out your talking points. And when I tell y'all, I went in there and did day two and I could just feel just the anointing in the room. I could feel like just how people were going to feel listening to the podcast. And when I tell y'all, I get so many messages like, oh my goodness, I listened to your podcast and it helped me figure out this. I listened to your podcast and now I'm going back to church. Now I'm fasting more. Now I'm no longer following the law of attraction and doing certain things that are witchcraft just because I heard about it on your podcast. Like, this is what happens when it's a God thing, but you don't want to be caught out here just talking about how it's a God thing, but you're not allowing God to show up <laughs> in this very thing. So, you know, less of me and more of you is something that I've had to adapt to because you can't be out here saying that you want God to pay you, but you don't want to use his strategy or you want God to pay you, but you want to worship everything that this business coach is saying. You want God to pay you, but you want to worship every strategy out of this course that you purchased when God said, no, listen, let me tell you how to do it. That's going to work for you. Let me give you your strategy. Like you have to be okay with the discomfort of things being a little bit different for you. than you see it being for the person that's next to you, even with my other Christian entrepreneur friends. And it's like a ton of us, you know, it's so many people that I can call if I'm like, Hey, can you pray for my business? Or, Hey, you know, I need you to ask God about this when you're fasting or whatever the case may be. It looks different. Tatum's journey looks different than mine. You know, y'all are hearing from a lot of my other Christian entrepreneur friends on this podcast. I mean, on, on this virtual summit as well. And the journey looks different. Imagine me saying, okay, Tatum, God told you this and you're fasting time. Maybe I should go and buy my building and renovate it. Maybe I should go and do this. Like, no, it's going to look different for each person. So. I hope that what y'all get out of this episode is to really, really trust God like you've never trusted God before. I hope that y'all understand that fasting needs to be a part of you. Just like you have marketing as part of your business strategy, fasting needs to be a part of your whole life strategy as well. So Tatum, yeah. is there anything that you want to leave them with before we go? And I would just say too on, on fasting, just the more successful you get, the more you need to fast. Yep. The worst thing that you can do is get into all of this, these um, good habits of reading your word and spending time with God, praying and fasting, all of that, and then stop it once you get the things that you're praying for. Like the, and that was the biggest lesson for me over the summer is as I elevate you, you got to draw closer and closer and closer to me. Mm -hmm. And so even just being able to see, and the, the funny thing is, you may be seeking God on behalf of your business and he loves you so much. He's concerned with everything else. Like as I'm fasting and praying and, and seeking God for my business, like my husband's always been a believer, but now he has, it's a, he started a Bible study group with him and two other men. And every mm. single week they come together and study scripture and stuff like that. Every day they have a prayer call where they just lift each other up. Men coming together and being honest and studying God's word and praying for each other. Like oh. that is just wild to me. And even again, I'm seeking God on my business and all of that. We have a, a rental property, our old house that we moved out of. And I remember this was, I was in the middle of a fast and it was so stressful because we had got the tenant from the abyss. Like she was horrible. Oh and goodness. 
so much stuff happened. Like literally the week after we moved out, mold formed behind the fridge. Tenant moves uh-huh. in. We don't know. We've been gone for like a week. She tries to say that we knew it was there and we rented it her under pretenses. So she moves out, breaks her lease. We got to give money back. All of these. We didn't have to, but we did because I didn't feel like dealing with it. But all of this different stuff is happening. We're like looking at each other like, come on. And even in my business, we're not, we were really in a high growth time. So I didn't have a lot of extra income to really work with. So I'm seeking God, seeking God, seeking God. So why the, so tenant ends up moving out. We fix the mold and all of this. So why somebody else comes in and they pay for the whole year up front? Mm, come on. So I'm like, what? <laughs> mm. What? But and but at this time, I was frustrated in business. Like all of that was going on. But my biggest frustration was with business because I'm in these issues. I'm dealing with some legal stuff with a trademark. I'm dealing with all of these different things. I'm pulling putting out a lot of money in my business. And I'm getting frustrated because I'm like, God, I'm doing what you're calling me to do. It's getting real tight. I don't understand like what's what's going on, what, what's happening. And then here come this situation with the house that's just fully just adding more stress to my shoulders. God worked every single situation out full, the full lump sum of a whole year's worth of rent up front. Trademark thing worked out in my favor. All of these different things, God just came through. So I can't stress to you guys the importance of even as you continue to grow, you have to continue to stay grounded. You have to continue to pray and fast and seek God. Jesus would roll out in a second to go and pray and fast. And he had way more to do than us <laughs> than we will ever have to do. Mm-hmm. And so we you have to get into the word and, and be, a, I read this book and it put it so beautifully of, you have to be a disciple of Jesus. and Not a disciple, excuse me, a, an apprentice of Jesus. And I never heard it put like that. Like an apprentice, they are, they study, they are, they're learning. It's bigger than an internship. So being an apprentice of Jesus and really just studying the scripture, learning the character of God, learning the behaviors, the the demeanor, it's a whole storm going on. Everybody was like, God, Jesus, wake up. What's going on? He's asleep in the middle of a whole storm resting. And so just, I can't, just cannot emphasize enough the importance of studying the word of God and just truly trusting God and seeking him and spending more time with him, even as he, as he elevates you. I love it. I hope that y'all wrote a lot of notes. Make sure that you click the link below so that you can stay connected to Tatum and just learn more information about all her companies. I also would love it if y'all could reach out to her if you are interested in starting a podcast. Because, I mean, y'all are going to hear me vouch on this recording and a lot of other ones <laughs> for them and just how great they have been with the Supernaturally Paid podcast. But <clears throat> I really believe that God is calling so many Christians' voices to the forefront And I believe that a lot of that is coming through podcasting, but a lot of you guys Mm -hmm. feel like, well, I'm not a tech person. You know, I, uh, I don't really know, like, where do I even start with this? But there are definitely resources here if you need them. So make sure that you click on that link below and reach out to Tatum. Also consider upgrading to VIP so that you can get lifetime access to this replay as well as all of the other bonuses. 
Um, I'm just so excited to have had you guys here for this awesome interview. Thank you so much, Tatum, for joining us. I am so grateful just to be able to witness everything that God is going to use you to do and just how blessed your family is going to continue to be. And I just really appreciate you taking time out to spend with us today. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime. All righty, y'all. Well, that is it for this edition of the God Pays Me Virtual Summit. I will see y'all in the next interview. Don't forget to share this conference and let your friends know if they need to attend as well. It's free to attend and get access to all of these interviews, but it's free for limited time only. So if you know someone that this could bless, make sure that you share it with them. And I will see y'all in the next interview. I am so grateful that y'all have listened to another episode of the Supernaturally Paid podcast. Now, y'all know I love when y'all leave me a five-star review and also share some of your feedback from the podcast episode. So make sure that you do that. Make sure that you hit that subscribe button and make sure that you share the Supernaturally Paid podcast with a friend. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.